Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. So we're going through Daniel. We're in the fifth chapter of Daniel. And we have seen here where, boy, there's some interesting issues that have arisen. <coughs> the king's having a big drunken party, and all of a sudden, fingers start writing on the wall. There's a hand writing on the wall. King freaks out. He sends for all of his conjurers and Chaldeans and all those kind of folks. They cannot read the inscription. They can't interpret it. They don't know what to do. Well, then the queen comes in, probably the queen mama. And the queen mama reminds Belshazzar of something. He says, you know what? You have somebody in your kingdom that can interpret this. So let me, let me read verses 11 to 12, what we looked at in the previous episode to set the context. She says this, There is a man in your kingdom in whom is a spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of your father, illumination, insight, and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, appointed him chief of the magicians, conjurers, Chaldeans, and diviners. This was because... An extraordinary spirit, knowledge, insight, interpretation of dreams, explanation of enigmas, and solving of difficult problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Let Daniel now be summoned, and he will declare the interpretation. Now, Belshazzar was just, he was freaking out over this whole thing. Remember, his knees were shaking. So we have Belshazzar, the king. We have Belteshazzar, who's Daniel, okay? But we'll call him Daniel, makes it easier. So what happened? Verse 13, we resume. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel who is one of the exiles from Judah, whom my father, the king, brought from Judah? So remember what's going on here. They were having a drunken party. <coughs> the king is putting on the rest. He brought in the gold and silver that Nebuchadnezzar had captured from the temple in Jerusalem, and they were drinking from those vessels himself. He was drunk himself. Okay? So now he's acting all high and mighty, as kings would do, all haughty. Okay? And he says, Are you that Daniel who is one of the exiles from Judah? Well, he's putting him in his place. He's saying, are you that Daniel? And then remember where you're from. You're an exile from Judah. We have captured you. We have conquered you. And then he continues, whom my father, the king, brought from Judah. You have been under our thumb here for generations. So are you that man? Now, remember, Daniel at this time uh, was older. We don't know exactly how old, but in the 60s, 70s. Okay, Verse 14. Now, I've heard about you that a spirit of the gods is in you, and that illumination, insight, and extraordinary wisdom have been found in you. So as kings often do, as those that are uh, in places of power often do, not always, so don't hear me wrong here, but as they often do, it's all about them. Okay, It's all about them. <laughs> Just a little aside here. One of the most distracting and irritating and really, I think just demeaning and hurtful things that happens within the body of Christ is when those that are leaders and those that are teachers and those that are pulpiteers, uh, that it's all about them. 
I mean, just listen to it nowadays. It's it's quite rare uh, to hear uh, teaching or preaching, whether it be on TV or whether it be on the radio or whether it be locally, whatever it is, that they're not just, it's not, it's all about them. It's I, 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 me, me, me. I mean, it's continually. Now, there's nothing nothing wrong with speaking of examples and speaking of what's happening. So don't hear me wrong in that way, okay? But you know what I'm talking about, okay? Uh, a narcissism that does not belong to a true believer within the body of Christ. You see that with the king right here, okay? You see it in a lot of leadership positions today. Politically, we sort of expect it, right? Within the body of Christ, it should not be. And I think that's a major warning sign when something's all about I, 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 I like that. So he comes along. He doesn't say, hey, the queen told me about you. He says, no, I have heard about you. In other words, the emphasis is not on the one that knew about you and told about you. It's about me. I heard. I heard. I know that that spirit of God is upon you. And I heard that there's an illumination and insight. Now, watch how he continues on. Verse 15. Just now, the wise men and the conjurers were brought in before me that they might read this inscription and make his interpretation known to me. But they could not declare the interpretation of the message. So we get a sense of what the timing is right here. Okay, it, it, The party's still there. Everybody's there. They brought in these folks. They can't determine what it is. The queen says, hey, you've got a guy that can do this. So they bring Daniel in, and now he's telling them, hey, my wise guys here couldn't interpret this. He's putting the pressure on him. Verse 16. But I personally have heard about you. There we go again. You know, this I, 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 I personally have heard about you. You know, in other words, it's all about me. It's all about me. I personally have heard about you, that you were able to give interpretations and solve difficult problems. Now, if you are able to read the inscription and make his interpretation made known to me, you will be clothed with purple and wear a necklace of gold around your neck, and you will have the authority as a third ruler in the kingdom. And, you know, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Why third ruler in the kingdom? Because Belshazzar was second ruler in the kingdom. Okay? He was had a co-regency thing going on right here. He was the second ruler, the ruler of parent, the ruler that was up and coming. And so he, he makes the same deal. He declares, if you will do this, then I will give you purple, I'll give you gold. I love what Daniel says right here. And, folks, this really should be our uh, attitude and our response. And I tell you what, Daniel... Uh, and, and this whole, keep your eyes open as to how he responds in this thing, okay? He really wasn't having anything to do with it. And he wasn't trying to play uh, nice with the powers that be. Verse 17, then Daniel answered and said before the king, keep your gifts for yourself and give your rewards to someone else. However, I will read the inscription to the king and make the interpretation known to him. See, Daniel said, I'm not, I'm not going to play this game with you. You know, you're not going to sit here and manipulate me. You're not going to bribe me with money. You're not going to bribe me with power. You're not going to put pressure on me by your guys couldn't interpret and couldn't do this and couldn't do that. No, you're not going to do that. He says, you keep your gifts. You give your rewards to somebody else. But I will read the inscription of the king and make the interpretation known. Daniel knew that God could do this, and Daniel knew that God has done this, and he knew that he would do it. But look what he says next, verse 18. We'll read this quickly. O king, the most high God granted sovereignty, grandeur, glory, and majesty to Nebuchadnezzar your father. Because of the grandeur which he bestowed on him, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language feared and trembled before him. 
Whomever he wished, he killed, and whomever he wished, he spared alive, and whomever he wished, he elevated, and whomever he wished, he humbled. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit became so proud that he behaved arrogantly, he was deposed from his royal throne, and his glory was taken away from him. He was also driven away from mankind, and his heart was made like that of beasts, and his dwelling place was with the wild donkeys. He was given the grass to eat like cattle, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he recognized that the Most High God is ruler over the realm of mankind, and he sets over it whomever he wishes. Yet you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, even though you knew all this. Oh, so we're going to stop right here because my time's up, but I wanted to sort of race ahead of what we'll look at in the next episode where we can see some. Daniel says, you knew all this. You knew what had happened to your father, grandfather, whatever it may be. You knew what had occurred to him. That's the reason that I think that he knew who Daniel was and that when the queen mama comes along and starts talking to him, hey, you've got somebody in your kingdom right here, that she was doing it from the perspective that, you know, it probably was Belshazzar that parked Daniel over to the side and didn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll talk more about this in the next episode, okay? Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you then.